Hello and welcome. This is Deacon Pat coming to you from the Catholic Journey and in beautiful and lightly cloudy but blue sky day in South Sacramento. And this is a midweek podcast. I thought I would check in with you. And we're coming up to the fifth Sunday of Lent. And for some of you out there, You'll be going to Mass this weekend, and you'll notice that instead of the usual year C readings that are scheduled for this weekend, you're going to have something a little bit different. You're going to have the readings, or at least the Gospel, from year A for the fifth Sunday of Lent. And why are you going to have that? Because you're going to have catechumens at your parish, and those catechumens are wanting to enter the church, and they're just a couple of weeks away after their one or two years of preparation to become full-fledged members of the Catholic faith with the uh, sacraments of initiation. The gospel will be different for those parishes that will have those catechumens attending. And like I said, it will be from the uh, year A, and the gospel will be from the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 1 through 45. And it has to do with really suffering and understanding God. It's uh, very pertinent in a way, this gospel for me and my life and those connected to my life. I was expecting to hear a certain response today, and I did not receive the response that I was hoping to anticipate, although the answer was not no, it's just delayed. So, But even when you get a delayed response, sometimes that uh, can just uh, change your mood a little bit and make you wonder a little bit about God and God's hands and things. Well, let me share this gospel with you, and maybe it'll give you something to think about uh, for the week, and uh, maybe even tonight you can ponder what this means to you. Have you ever wondered why God allows us to suffer? The gospel today can help us understand why we experience pain, hurt, anxiety, discomfort, and even despair in our lives. Jesus never stated that he would take away all of our pain. He actually stated that his desire was for us to be fruitful and to live fruitful lives. But in order for something to be fruitful, it often needs to be pruned from time to time. We know this is evident in fruit trees and for grapevines, but this pruning also occurs in our lives and is what enables us to become fruitful as well. I can remember many years ago speaking to one of the monks at the monastery in Vina near Chico. His name is Brother Raphael, and he was the caretaker of the vines. He described to me how he purposely stressed the vines by withholding water from them. He stated that when he limits their water, it makes the plant dig deeper into the soil with its roots, and while searching for water, the whole vine becomes stronger. When I heard this, I couldn't help but think that there was a similarity with in regard to how God from time to time also withholds his grace and power from us. By allowing life's events to stress us, we are forced to dig deep and we ultimately grow stronger as well. I don't know about you, but the times in my life when I have experienced a crisis and endured great pain and even heartache are exactly the same times when I grew closer to God and my spirituality deepened. When I lived in Redding, California, in our backyard we had a few huge oak trees. One in particular must have been at least a hundred years old. During a storm, I recall watching the enormous oak 
sway back and forth in the wind. At the time, I did contemplate the potential damage that could result if the tree fell on our home, but then realized that the tree had withstood hundreds of similar storms, and the odds were that it wouldn't fall on that particular day. I then realized that what I was watching with this tree was somewhat similar to the twists and turns of our lives as Christians. Unknowingly, certain events, like a storm, come upon us and pull at us, pressure us, twist us around, and might even break a limb or two from time to time. But it is in these trials, as we endure them and persevere, they make us stronger and more resilient. They especially help us develop virtue and character. In today's gospel, Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus that Lazarus was ill. When Jesus received the message, he stated, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God. But what did Jesus then do? He did nothing. He remained where he was for the next two days before setting off to Judea. And by the time he made the journey and arrived in Judea, Lazarus had been dead for four days. Once he finally arrived, Martha stated to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. She knew that Jesus had the power and the ability to save her brother and also to prevent their pain from occurring. And why and and when he didn't respond, she must have felt angry and hurt that he didn't intervene. How many of us have felt some degree of anger or hurt when we felt that God didn't intervene in our lives? But what does Jesus say? I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Then Jesus asked to see where Lazarus was laid. He looked upon the site and he wept. Now why would he have wept, especially when he knew that he was about to bring Lazarus back to life? He wept because he felt the pain experienced by Mary and Martha, just like how he feels our pain when we hurt. The Jews realized this and even responded by stating, See how he loved him? Yet there were still some who doubted, as evident by their statement, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? How many of us have also doubted, when we felt that our prayers were not heard or answered. Then Jesus stated, Take away the stone. And Martha responded, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. It wasn't that Martha doubted Jesus. She just didn't understand what he was doing or why he was doing it. How many of us question God just because we don't understand why certain things occur in our lives? Haven't we been told over and over again, God's ways are not our ways? Yet we still feel that we should be capable of understanding God. Isn't faith believing in something that you don't completely understand? Something that we cannot prove but believe to be true anyway? And what does Jesus say? Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Doesn't the same message speak to us today? 
if we only believe, we will also see the glory of God in our lives. Jesus then raises his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd here I have said this, that they may believe. Are we willing to see and acknowledge God's hand in the workings of our lives? Or are we like the people of Jesus' time and have such little faith that we need to actually see miracles to believe? In closing, I would like to point out that the message today helps us to understand our times of dryness, desolation, and even despair. It helps us understand that God hasn't abandoned us during those times, but that He actually uses those difficult times to help strengthen us. It is during those times of struggle that allow us to grow deeper roots of faith and stimulate the growth of virtue in our lives. It helps us to understand that our ultimate reward is not to be obtained in this world, but rather as Jesus states, Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. In this time of Lent, this time of dryness and often a time of quiet, we must ask ourselves if we are embracing the struggles in our lives and if we are looking for God's hand in these events. And we must ask ourselves if we are growing in virtue, the virtue that will enable our lives to become more fruitful. God's ways are not our ways, and faith means believing in what you can't see, but also knowing in your heart and your soul that it is real. So when we struggle, when we suffer, we are to be assured that God has not forsaken us, but just the opposite. He has found us worthy to endure the trial and grow in holiness. He loves us and is always near those who love Him. He truly loves us. Like a good father, He knows that through times of struggle pain, and even darkness, we will emerge stronger, wiser, more humble, more forgiving, and especially more loving. I'd like to thank you for listening to The Catholic Journey. I hope that homily helps you and that you can reflect on it, and maybe in a small way we all can understand when we feel pain and suffering in our lives, it isn't that God is not present. He's working something deep and remarkable in our souls. Have a good evening and good night. God bless.